You are about to enjoy a presentation recorded at the 2022 Michigan Conference Camp Meeting held at Cedar Lake, Michigan. We pray that the Lord will bless you as you listen. Welcome to Divorce Care. It's www.divorcecare.org. That's one of the tools we're going to talk about in this leadership training. And then uh, the other tool is www.beforeyoudivorce.org. So those are a couple websites that are the two tools we're going to talk about leadership training-wise. And then the info that they're writing down just to have it is my name, which is Daryl Michael, D-A-R-Y-L, Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L. And why that matters is that's my email, D-A-R-Y-L-M-I-C-H-A-E-L at gmail.com, 231-675-7570 is my phone number. And for Divorce Care, we do a group that is in person and at the same time on Google Meet. So people can participate from anywhere. Even if your local church isn't able or willing to become a a sponsoring church or a host church for Divorce Care, you're welcome to participate by using that zip code. And participants would register. The book gets sent to their home and then they can participate via Google Meet no matter where they live. So I just wanted to put that on there. That's why I put the zip code on there, and uh, which is 49712. And then Chelsea Granger is the co-leader with me. Um, we're going to talk about leadership training here. In case your church may be open to becoming a host church of divorce care, we'll talk a little bit about what steps that would take. And then the second tool for those that are listening... Um, over the online uh, link, um, Marriage Crisis Intervention Tool. That's called the, the BeforeYouDivorce.org. And what that is, is they're a little bit more dated, created by the same parent company, which is Church Initiative. It's a non-denominational church who tries to equip Christian, excuse me, they're not a church. They're a non-denominational, a non-profit ministry that tries to equip churches to do things like divorce care, um, divorce care for kids and grief share so people who have lost a loved one uh, I would say though for grief share be aware that you're talking about life and death so it is an opportunity to be able to share our Adventist perspective that is coming from the non-denominational different perspective on one, what happens when we die Right? their view is that immediately um, they would describe the soul as immediately going to heaven they as in many Christian churches. So I use that as a tool of it could be that way or it may be, and then I get to talk about our Adventist perspective, right? And then it usually leads to a dialogue. Well, how how come you think that? And then you get into great things, you know, like, well, for example, Lazarus, right? He was in the grave four days. Don't you think if he had gone to heaven and been with God and come back, don't you think that would be in the Bible? Like, You think it would be silent if he... I don't think it would be silent. I think there's one example that supports the concept of, no, there is a... Our body and spirit make our soul. And when we lose one of those, obviously, we're, as we understand, we're we're asleep. Uh, We're waiting waiting for immortality. We don't already have it. We're waiting for Jesus to come, etc. So I use it as a wonderful tool to 
have an inroad to talk about that. Where some people would make the decision, well, because they don't use the use that perspective, we're not going to ever do divorce. Uh, excuse me, grief share. Where for me, there's so many good things within grief share. I'd rather use it a tool to talk about. Does that make sense? To not dismiss the rest of what grief share offers. But um, the other tool that we're just talking about is um, beforeyoudivorce.org. There are now free materials online, five videos and then a downloadable PDF workbook. So it's all free because they haven't updated it. It's about 15 years old-ish, I think, if I remember. So just wanted to tell you about that. That's for couples who were not yet finalizing. The divorce isn't final yet. But there is an opportunity if at least one is willing to watch those videos. Put the brakes on the process. If they too agree, if they too agree to put the brakes on the, the, on the divorce process, that's great until they'll watch these. And then they come to a decision of fork in the road, are we going to continue to pursue divorce or are we willing to pursue reconciliation? And with the help of a counselor, et cetera, right? So that's the goal of trying to help couples know more about what divorce would mean before you decide to go down that road. They still may decide to go down that road, but at least it's more of an informed decision, okay? So let me just... This will be a little bit more interactive. We will watch some leadership training, but can I just hear a little bit of what brings you to the room today? Um, if you're willing to share. And so I do have the microphone, so you'll have to share it briefly and I'll have to repeat it so people can hear you. Okay, so, or, or maybe just not. That might be a better way to do it. Is it just because you have a heart to be able to walk with others, some of you, would that be it? We want to walk with others and see them helped in either one of those scenarios. I see some nods there. Okay. Um, if you're willing to share, are any of you, have you experienced separation or, your, or divorce yourself? Okay. So some yeses, some noes. Okay. That's very good. It's not a prerequisite to lead these things in your church or, or see them happen, um, but it, it can be helpful if someone has a heart why do I do this? Right, This is a volunteer ministry for me, and here's why. Um, so you know a little bit about my background. Um, 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4. And it's, depending on the version of the Bible, may the God of all comfort, who comforts you, may you be used now to comfort others in the same way that he comforted you. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 and 4. In short, we're blessed to be a blessing. And even our hardships we go through, if we're willing, God's going to use them. And he's going to help you to help others. He's going he's to bring about redemption in the midst of hope and heartache. He's going to bring hope out of heartache, right? And, and he can use us if we're willing, right? And this is just one example. Someone who struggled with alcohol, now their life is, and they're sober, sober living. If they're willing, they can walk with others to try to help them. Like you, you take the struggle. Someone struggles with um, shopping too often, and they, it's an addiction, and they overcome that. You can actually have the ability to walk with someone else that's struggling with the same way. So you name it. You name the, the, the challenge, the hang-up that we have. There, there's a way that God can use you to help others, right? So that's the whole heart. Second Corinthians chapter 1. Verses 3 and 4, okay? 
Okay, so what we'll do, um, I'll just probably spell out really quickly some of the specifics of what it would look like, and then we'll watch just some leader training videos just to get a sense of, okay, what, what, what could it be like, okay? And then I can take some questions from you as well, okay? But in general, if you're like, okay, we would love to see a divorce care happen, the easiest way, again, would be to tell people to register at www.divorcecare.org, punch in their own zip code, now recognize whatever church nearby, it might be Baptist, it might be Presbyterian, it might be whatever else. So there could be one in their local area, which would be great, but just realize it's not always going to be an Adventist church. Here's um, a church that is an Adventist church, Boyne City Seventh-day Adventist Church, and the zip code is 49712. We do it so that it's in person and Google Meet online at the same time. We use microphones just like I'm doing now and we have a webcam so people can see, etc. Right? I uh, in Google Meet I present the video so they're seeing it in person and they're seeing it online at the exact same time. I suppose with an internet delay, maybe there's a little delay, but in general it's at the same time. So anyway, so the other things uh, for an online crew, uh, my name, my email, Daryl Michael, Daryl Michael at gmail.com. Um, Phone number 231-675-7570. Zip code 49712 at the Divorce Care website. If you punch in 49712, all of the details of the next group are on there once you punch in that zip code. So, which is, we start September. September, it's Wednesday night, September 7, from 6.30 to 8. And then runs basically through mid-December because you have Thanksgiving Eve that we don't meet. And then there's a, there's a, I'm um, sorry, there's a uh, surviving the holidays one night video, which is really, really helpful to help people navigate. We do that in October, October 26, I think it is this year, to help people prepare for Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays, right? So that's why it goes a little longer. It's 13 weeks, divorce care is, but with those couple things, it looks like it's 15 weeks. And then we do it again. We do it again, um, basically early February through late April. So a couple times a year, we run divorce care. Uh, if your church ever wants to do this, we've just found summertime's tough. You can do a group in the summer, but attendance has been more sporadic whenever I've done that in the past. So I've, I've landed more on the fall and then the spring, ending in April because May gets busy with school programming and if you have seniors, uh, if someone has children that are seniors, you got to open houses in May and June, etc. It just seems to have been better to go that um, February through end of April. Could even start mid-January, really. But So what would it look like? If someone wanted to be doing a divorce care in their church, you would have to call Church Initiative, the parent company again. First of all, you'd want to get permission from your church, your, your church leadership, right, the board, and say, are you willing to have this be a part of your, can we pray about this, having it become a part of our one of our local ministries at our church? And if the answer is yes, and they discern that, it would be good for you to know um, that it costs, I think it's still $360 to start. That's, that's the only cost, by the way. But in order to be a sponsoring, hosting church, um, there's a leader's kit, which comes with a set of the DVDs, of all 13 videos, leadership training videos, 
a leader's guide, two leader's guides actually, and then also five workbooks of the participant workbooks. And so um, your church can decide on whether and what the workbook, this is the current workbook, it looks like this. It's a one-time price. It's a one-time price, $360. Unless, so here's two options. With COVID, they created this option. I'm personally glad they did because the old way until COVID was you as a church had to buy the workbooks up front. Okay, and I'll pull out an example why that didn't work in that I had 11 workbooks left over it's not that many. Some churches get stuck with 30, 40, and they're, they're $20 a book. Um, when they upgrade the materials, this is version 3.0, right? They just released last year version 4.0. So the videos are slightly different, updated, and then the video, you know, you take, there's parts where you take notes, and these, this workbook doesn't match it anymore. So, so church can get stuck with a lot of books, that costs money and not good. So, so they created what's called the participant pay strategy. If you don't want to do that strategy of ordering your own books, because you never know how many people are going to participate. So you want to have at least, what, 10, 20 books minimum, depending on the size of your town. So that's $200 if you have, you know, 10 bucks, um, $20 a book. So the better way I found, we just did it for the first time, they created participant pay, which means when someone registers, they pay the $20, they pay a little bit of shipping, so it goes directly to their house. Then, because of COVID, they took these DVD videos and stuck them online so that people can watch them online, because maybe there's someone who's not willing to come in, per in, a, in a group setting. So the $20 is access for the individual's workbook and access to the videos. Um, the downside is that they really, and again, a part, it's a three-pronged ministry, professional videos for a half hour, discussing what you learned or what you heard, just de you know, debriefing after the video for a half hour, and then um, in the workbook, you would have what's called your on-your-own pages, so they encourage you, I'll just take session, doesn't matter which one, I'll take session five. So for two pages, what goes across the, the video would be on those pages where you could take notes. And then you have a little bit each day. This would be day one. This would be day two, day three. So on every given day, there's some scripture, there's some insights. And then even on the On Your Own pages, a journal page once a week. And then a one page for if anyone has children, this is for parents, ways to help your kids, right? So... The workbook is a key piece of it as well. So the professional videos, the debriefing in person, right, or Google Meet, uh, participating in a group, and then the on your own. It's that three-tiered, three-pronged three approach to the ministry, if you will. Okay? So that's divorce care. So any questions from what you've heard so far about divorce care? I think I said it's 13 weeks. If I didn't, 13 weeks long. And uh, yeah, so that participant paid $20 a book, super helpful. But any questions on what you heard so far about that? Yeah, so the question was, for those on, uh, listening online, do you have people that start the group and don't complete the group? 
The answer would be yes, for sure. Um, you're welcome. Divorce care, the videos challenge folks to give it three video, give it three sessions before you make that decision. And um, again, yes, thank you. Three out of 13, thank you. Um, so most people do that. It's rare that I've seen someone come to one and not come back. Um, most often I would say there's just scenarios of they were engaged, but then a job changed or if they have children, our church currently doesn't provide childcare. So sometimes that's tricky. Um, that is the advantage, by the way, of doing it on Google Meet. If you may have your children with you and I gotta, I can still listen. They may not be able to participate verbally, but at least they're still listening to the discussion and whatnot. So, so long answer, but it really would be some people don't make it all the way through, but most do. The good news is, I would say about divorce care is, it's designed that it's an ER, the emergency room. We're going through trauma. So anyone can join at any given time. So you might have people that did a few sessions, couldn't for a while, but they can jump back right back in, right? So it's not a scenario of, oh, sorry, you missed three weeks, you can't come. You come as often as you can, and then the next time we offer the course, either come to the classes that you didn't participate in, or they really encourage you to go through it at least two times, because you're at a different place. Um, my own story, a quick summary would be, did I tell you a little bit about my own journey? Okay, thank you. I just did the seminar for divorce care before this, so I wanted to make sure I didn't repeat myself. I uh, was married for nine years, just quick summary, but married for nine years. Uh, we were international missionaries in the country of Ireland, and um, uh, I, I was hesitant to be a dad. We, I was a youth pastor. We have all these kids, and that took a toll on our marriage. It did. And so we did get pregnant with our daughter, Eliana. And um, when that happened, my spouse said, we're going to raise her in the United States. We're not going to raise her. In. And we prayed about this. I'm summarizing. It wasn't a, you know, so I, the discernment was we're going to move back. And we did that, had our daughter. And then um, she's a wonderful young lady, but she was a tough infant and that she didn't sleep much. So we were struggling just on very little sleep for a long period. And so my, my former spouse struggled with postpartum as well. And so all that being said, she came to the point and said, in that first year of our daughter's life, I'm out, like I'm, I'm going to separate. And, and uh, so it was very difficult. It was the most difficult experience I've ever had in my life. I was shocked. All of the things that you'll, you, know, you would hear about on the Divorce Care video. Um, and we didn't do any of this. My, my personal heart would be, we never got to do marriage counseling to at least, okay, how can I be a better spouse? Or So there wasn't that option where I would have loved to, could this choosing wisely before you divorce tool, because I feel like we would at least put something in to try to grow and salvage our marriage. That would have been a wish of mine. But it takes two to do that. I can't, a spouse can't force another spouse to do that, right? And so, my story then was, I did divorce care when I was separated, going through the separation. After the divorce was legally finalized, then I did it again when I was legally divorced. And so I would, you're just in a different place if, if you go through those materials twice. For me, it would have been, I don't know, uh, seven, eight months apart from one another. And it was fantastic. It was absolutely fantastic to see some growth 
and see some healing um, and all those kind of things. But the rest of what I want to tell you is this. With these biblical materials, following God, it's hard to choose to forgive. It's hard to be open to a version of reconciliation. You know, for some it's civility. For others it's maybe co-parenting or friendship. Co-parenting if you have kids, friendship. And for others it might even be marriage reconciliation. But God um, helps us to be open to these things if we're willing to seek Him. And so fast forward now 14 years later, I told you that my heart about 2 Corinthians 1, 3, and 4, um, which is, God, you've comforted me. Now you use me to be able to comfort others in the same way that you've comforted me. And so two years after I was um, divorced, that's when I started leading Divorce Terrace. And I've been doing it for over a decade, a couple times, sometimes even three times a year when we were doing it in two towns. And so, but what God does, if we follow his instructions, he's a redeemer. So I'm going to just tell you a couple quick stories of how one version is, you live in bitterness and you get more bitter and it starts impacting your organs and you don't even know it, but it's impacting your attitude. Like, and I don't say this to be judgmental. I certainly won't use a name, but I can tell you someone who had been 30 years divorced, came to divorce care and it was as though it happened yesterday. I hurt for the person. Um, versus, and thankfully he, that, that person experienced growth and healing. So I'm so thankful that the person came. 30 years later, decided to come. Praise the Lord. But my hurt for those 30 years didn't need to be like that for him, you know? And so here's where the God has brought examples of wonderful, redeeming work that he does, right? And here's some examples. Um, we lived in Grand Rapids. My wife chose to separate and divorce and move to Boyne City and then married someone in Boyne City. And so we had equal parenting time, week on, week off. So we commuted to Cadillac during the non-school, before she entered school years. Um, and I just prayed, Lord, for whatever reason, it, she's still really angry at me and she's really cold toward me. So I'm like, when it came to the place I'm calling you to move because she's entering school and you can't do equal parenting time and meet in Cadillac when she's got to be in a school, I'm like, Lord, like I need your help in that. For me to move there, I don't want to be in that town. And every time she or her dad sees me, they hate the fact that I'm in that town. So I'm like, I need your help to change some hearts, you know. Like, so praise the Lord. Um, her, whatever it was toward me, was took it was. Now I did move before that resolved, but seven years later, she started to change, and now we co-parent in different ways with her with her husband and and her and me. So the three of us. So God's done some great work there. Praise the Lord. Um, and even challenged me to treat her with above reproach, even though I was getting cold shoulder and getting, like that was hard. It was very hard. And I wasn't perfect. I'm sure I, I know I made mistakes. So praise the Lord though that, that has, that's one example of how he redeems. And then another example is for her father-in-law, he just didn't like that I was in ministry. He didn't feel like I was providing for his daughter. He worked in a wonderful job that had, frankly, more income and benefits and resented that I didn't have that for his daughter. And so one of the exchanges, it happened to be he and his wife, so my, my daughter's grandparents, and he just came to me and, by God's grace, humbled himself, apologized to me. I was in tears. 
he he was just uh, in tears, I think, too. And I apologized for the way I treated him in response. Like, that's un- unreal. That's unbelievable that God, if we're willing to forgive and to be open to some level of reconciliation, now when I see him, every time I see him around town, he comes and gives me a big hug. Every time. I'm like, how different that is than if I would have chosen the road of bitterness. So... It's painful. I'm not saying it's easy, but oh, what God will do if we're willing to follow His instructions. So, so I praise God for that. The last part that I want to tell you about this part of an amazing story is my daughter just did an essay contest for her school, for the Kiwanis. It's called the Eddie Essay Contest in Boyne City. She chose to, what you do is you choose an organization, nonprofit, that you want to write an essay about, and if you win the essay, they give a cash donation, the Qantas does, to that organization. And she happened to choose something called Child and Family Services in Northern Michigan and wrote about that experience of being a child of divorced parents, right? And it's all she's known. She was one when she became a child of divorce, right? And so um, it was just so moving to me that, wow, God, you're already putting on her heart to try to bless other young people by what she's gone through, right? She could be choosing to be bitter, right? I mean, she, bless her heart, every week she's packing a duffel bag to go from mom's house to dad's house. Every week, the next week, she's going from dad's house to mom's house. And I, and by the way, friends, quick side tangent, I prayed and I read, I'm like, Lord, if it is better for my daughter, make it clear for her to be with me two days and her mom 12 days. If that is better for her, I'll do it. But all the research and the reading was both parents are equally important. And I'm like, God, I can't run from that. I can't. I don't think you're calling me to run from that. And um, as painful as it was, and my, again, her mom didn't like me for a really long time because of that. Probably still doesn't really, from that element, because her view was a mom is more important than a dad. So I understand. I understand that one can have that view, but I, I believe that it's equal importance of both parents. And so, and by the way, just, you know, research-wise, the number one factor that's the most important thing for kids' health is how one spouse talks to the other spouse or talks about the other spouse to the children number one factor in their health. So why it's so big, divorce care, and probably even the Choosing Wise materials talks about that we still want to treat the other spouse the way we want to be treated. We don't want to speak negatively about them. If we do, in time, that's going to come back to bite you. That's another motivation to not speak negatively about them. Because once they become 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, huh, that spouse is always talking negatively about my other, my, right? This parent is always talking, and then they start to realize, huh, I'm going to not trust them as much because they're, you can just see, as you grow older, you start to realize some things that, hmm. so anyway, so that's more than you bargained for, but I wanted to tell that part of the story because that's why I'm so passionate about this. They're not Adventist materials, but boy, can Seventh-day Adventists use these materials, biblical you know, biblical materials that help people when they're in the ER of separation and divorce. Or 
if they're willing to do a marriage crisis intervention with the beforeyoudivorce.org. Any questions? Yes, go ahead. That's a good question. I don't know state of Michigan. So You'd have, we're, we're the first. So, yeah, to my understanding. I haven't said that, though. I don't know that for sure. But what I do know from Gail is that she shared someone at Camp Meeting has led a divorce care seminar before, um, but I think that person um, died. So then it was dormant for maybe one year, COVID, and then now... It's amazing. God, I approached them. Could could this happen? And like, well, this actually did happen in the past. And so, so yes. Yeah, so I think though we're the only church currently in the Adventist Church circle who's doing um, in Michigan using these materials. Um, but that doesn't mean that's part of my hope of doing the leadership training seminar. Is it doesn't have to be that way. Um, if any of your churches might have a heart for this. It takes, takes a little bit of finances to get it going to, to help support church initiative, but then it's just someone who's willing to do the leadership training. Ideally, you have a male and female. It doesn't have to happen for years. I led these by myself. Not ideal. It's great to have a partner that you're working with. And why male and female? If we have a group of six people, we have a male and we have, let's just say we had two or three males. Even just if there's one, I follow up during the week with the male and the female co-leader during the week. Hey, just checking in. How you doing? Another way to be above reproach if you have a male and female leader. Um, another reason why that's super important, twice in the last 10 years, both partners in the marriage or, or failed marriage came to the same divorce care. So naturally, if we, if we watch videos and then debrief on it, that may not go well. Um, so we, in those scenarios, would break up into two different groups, two different rooms. The, the male leader, me, would go with the males, and the female leader would go, would go with the females. But they naturally were civil enough as a cup, uh, former couple, or you know, there was one that was, I think, still married, and the other one had been divorced. But they were civil enough to be able to come, be in the same room, watch the video, and then be okay, right? They weren't coming in being like, whatever, calling each other names or, or being rude to one another. So... They weren't in that phase where the emotions were so high that it was volatile, I guess is what I'm trying to say, right? So, so that's another reason. But to have a team, I mean, like the church that I, so Grand Rapids, Grand Rapids area is where I live, but the church that I went to, it wasn't Adventist, it was this pretty large church in Grand Rapids. They had a major, so just to cast vision on who knows what your church might want to do, but they had a ministry night. And that ministry night was people come together for a meal, and then you, you choose. If you want to go to divorce care, it's in this room. If you want to um, do Financial Peace University, it's in that room. Uh, divorce care for kids, if you have kids, that's in that room over there. So they had like three or four different ministries. I think even Grief Share was in another room. So here came 60, 70 people who would have a meal together. I think even there was a little bit of worship together in song to start it off. I don't, if I'm remembering right, yeah, that's going back a little ways. But anyway, it was this ministry night that they really wanted to care for people in different ways um, and put it all on the same night so that the number of volunteers and all of that could, could make it happen. So not saying, I don't want to overwhelm you by saying that, but at least that heart of can we walk with people in their areas of need? Is it marriage crisis? 
intervention? Is it divorce care? Is it financial? Pe are people struggling with their finances? So, yeah, so these are what well, the Adventist Church is. I'm so thankful becoming more and more advocates for what are I've heard it be called felt needs ministries. Have you heard that term? Okay, it's starting to be, become more a part of the dialogue. So these ministries where there's felt needs, um, it's just another way to describe them, right? I mean, if you take the community services ministries, if people need food, that's a felt need. Like they feel hungry, right? And they financially maybe can't afford their groceries, so they need some assistance. So it's just another way that we want to be able to help people and the needs that they feel, not just physical needs, but also um, you know, these spiritual needs, emotional needs. As we all know, we're holistic. <laughs> if we're struggling physically, it's impacting our emotions. If we're struggling emotionally, it may even be impacting us physically, etc. As I shared, if you're, if, you're, if you're choosing bitterness, it impacts my liver, it impacts my organs inside my body. You can't see it. It impacts, you know, ulcers might be happening. Like, it's unbelievable how interconnected we are. So, any other questions that you have? Before we watch, just a little bit of a DVD to give you an idea of a leadership training DVD. Yes? Well, so many people don't get married now. So does this okay. work the same for like a, a breakup. significant other breakup? Great question. It's not advertised that way, but anytime someone calls, I say, you're welcome, come. Especially if it's been some sort of long-term relationship. But frankly, I could say it doesn't even have to be a long-term relationship. Any kind of significant relationship where there was a breakup that's a separation so it's totally could happen yep yeah Have you ever had to do the yes and and thank you in case i don't remember your question sorry people online i didn't repeat the question and the question over the first question over here was what about someone who wasn't married legally that they were just in a relationship and the relationship ended that's when i said that yeah actually they could even participate so going back, and you just asked, what about same-sex couple? Yes, I have not dealt with it yet, but I'll say here's how I would deal with it: is you're welcome, mm -hmm. you're welcome to come, and um, in the same way, I hope our churches deal with that, right? Like the person that struggles with greed, you're welcome here. The person that struggles with gluttony, come on into this church. The person that struggles with uh, Pride. Join us. We're all we all sin and fall short of the glory of God. So y'all are welcome to join us as well. Now that doesn't mean that if there's times, what's what's your opinion on my relationship? I I would open. I'm not going to hide it, but I'm also not going to judge them initially, and I'm not going to prevent them from coming in to experiencing the healing of Jesus and let the Holy Spirit. Right? That's my opinion. You want to let the Holy Spirit work on their hearts. Because I feel like... And, and where does that come from? I'll just... This is another example of why I believe in this strategy. Um, I'm a pastor, not currently in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm seven years in the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Praise God for uh, being able to, to be a part of, of y'all, of the flock. Um, that's not my whole life. I've been following Jesus for decades. Christian Reformed Church, non-denominational churches, evangelical church when I was in Ireland. Um, so it's always been Trinitarian, saved by grace in Jesus alone churches, the, the majors of the majors that we um, have in common. However, um, 
so grateful I learned about the Messianic roots of my faith, of my faith, the Hebrew roots of my faith from Messianic Jews who taught me about Sabbath. I had no idea that Sabbath. We grew up in the church I grew up in calling Sunday Sabbath. We had no idea. And so that's what they were taught probably. So that was so good for me then to have that as a background. And I thought Seventh-day Adventist Church was a cult. And so I, I did this job with Love, Inc., Love in the Name of Christ. I'm still doing a little bit with them. And um, went to, God put it on my heart to go to every Christian church in two-county area, which took over a year because there was like 70 churches in that area. While I did that, I said, God, is there another church that meets on another day? Because I can't fellowship with a church right now. And I learned about the Seventh-day Adventist Church. I'm like, huh, I thought that was a cult. I'll go check it out. <laughs> I read a book when I was younger. I laugh because I'm, I'm saddened by that, so it's not funny. It's just uh, uh, the book that I had read lumped Seventh-day Adventism with Jehovah's Witness with Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Lumped them all together as three cults. Um, which I said, which I, when I learned about the Seventh-day Adventist Church, I'm like, this is so untrue. These, these folks believe Jesus is God. These folks, you're saved by grace. You're not saved by your works, et cetera, et cetera. And so that was wonderful for me to actually pare down a wall. So I'm a big advocate for you know, people to come to know the Lord in whatever the Christian church is in, even to the point, even though I'm not pastoring right now in the Seventh-day Adventist Church, pray for that. Lord willing, I'll give a chance to do that someday, but I'm trusting God for that timing. What I'm currently doing, which is an unreal thing, I didn't go seeking this out, but non-denominational church in Boyne City is searching for a non-denominational pastor. I'm not wanting to be a long-term non-denominational pastor. I served in that role for an interim. It just ended before this week. And they hired a pastor, and so now I passed the baton of leadership to him, and there's another local church. They're seeking a Presbyterian pastor. I'm not willing. One of the first questions, will you become Presbyterian? No, I will not. I'm a seventh, I'm an elder in the Boyne City Seventh Adventist Church, but I am willing to help you in the interim while you search for your next pastor. So for some reason, God just has me serving in pastoral care ways in churches. But praise the Lord. Because my heart is, God, I have this daughter, I love her, she's 16. Can you just provide my hearts for local church work? Somehow, God, you be creative and provide the way for me to be able to do it in the local town where my daughter lives and where we live and her mom lives. So this is the way he's providing the opportunity. So sorry, that's just a little bit about myself of trusting God even in you know, the desires of your heart. And um, this hasn't, I've lived there 10 years. This is now just happening over. So this wasn't an immediate thing, right? I mean, I've taught, I have a degree in teaching and I've done other jobs and I'm like, Lord, you got to provide, help me. And He's now providing it in a way that I'm most passionate about. So anyway, just tell that story to say I have a big heart for... Here's why I do that, by the way. What about... So I get the question in the interview. What about things that are different in your church than what we believe here? It's like, well, I believe that there's no such thing as an inappropriate question. So if a topic comes up that we, we... I believe questions are safe... And I believe that your view, thank you for sharing that. I'll think about that. But how about this view? I'd like to share my view as well. And so my hope and heart then on these things like State of the Dead, Sabbath, you know, uh, some of these, even eating healthy, right? Like caring for ourselves holistically. Some of these things that are, um, you know, pivotal, I think, ways to follow the Lord. We get an inroad 
with people in a way that I don't know that I've had that inroad if I just came in and said, hey, here's what the Bible says and this is the way. Like, because if you, I think of myself, be like, well, wait a minute, I've believed this way for 30 years. And one day you think you're going to change my mind? I got to do some study. I got to let the Holy Spirit work on me. I got to, you see what I mean? It's not a, sometimes it can be an immediate change, but most often people need to chew on it. And they need to, and they need to argue with it. Like, what? No, can't be. Oh, wait a minute, really? Oh my goodness. So it just takes time, right? So my heart is, Lord, if you're going to use me in this in that time frame, praise the Lord. So that's how, how can I be an advocate for a church initiative and the ministry they're doing and divorce care? That gives you background as to how and the why, right? Because there is loads of blessing that comes from these materials and we can bring our Adventist perspective into it. Sometimes it comes up in here, not as often, but it certainly can. It certainly does when we're meeting in an Adventist church. You know, what time does this church meet? Um, would I be welcome here? Of course you would be, right? And so that's helpful. But um, with Grief Share, it's another tool. Of, it's not the topic of today's seminar, but that one, like I said, brings up State of the Dead. You get, you get a, a window right in to talk about it, okay? Okay. So what I'm going to do just for the rest of today is just show one of the videos to give you an idea of, um, you know, I don't know if this will be totally helpful. Maybe I'll do this. I'm just going to actually pivot just in case. Any other questions from you? Because we are doing this all week, so there will be times for us to be able to watch. The leadership training videos aren't very long, so we'll be able to watch one, debrief on it. We even could have the ability, if we would like, to watch one of these videos to get a sense of the before you divorce videos. We could watch a divorce care video. So there's really, I wanted there to be flexibility based on what your all's hopes were coming into this seminar. Um, so any other questions? We have about 10 more minutes today and then we'll have again all the way through Friday um, if you are, would like to be involved in that. So any other questions? What What is out there already in case you haven't seen it? For those people that are in person here is the choosing wisely before you divorce materials this is what they looked like look like but before they put them online this is kind of the kit there's a participant workbook and then there's videos so if you'd like to take a look of just again what those materials look like you're welcome to do that um, i'll pull out again just looking at all the materials this is an older workbook um, for divorce care. This is the version 3.0. So I'll just pass that around as well just to, to leaf through, just to see, you know, see an idea of what, what does the actual workbook look like. Um, there you go. But any other questions as I'm passing some workbooks out to people to take a peek at? Oh, sorry. Thank you. There is, a, there is another sheet. Let me grab that for you. Were you the only one? Was everyone else able to sign um, Gail's sheet? If not, if you weren't, um, let me know because there's another one here for you. To, where did it leave off? Okay, very good. Awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Okay, there you go. Sorry, in a sense, some of this is like 
you just connected yourself to a fire hose and you're getting lots and lots and lots of uh, information but at the same time I know how life works and if you're only able to be here one you know one particular session I'd rather have you have as much as possible info yeah and so any other questions that have come to mind? Okay, and help me understand too. We'll, we'll pause and watch some of the leader videos because I don't want to not have time to debrief on them. So help me understand the churches that you are a part of right now. Are there any ministries that you all do either for people within your church um, and, and or people who are not a part of your church. And I know Sabbath school is a ministry, praise the Lord. I know worship services are a ministry, so, but those are ones that are standard, if you will, right? And so what I'm wondering is, does your church do any other things besides that? And if not, that's okay, but I'm just curious just to see, just to learn a little bit about what, what your church currently does. And you might have a community services ministry that might be one or so maybe share if you're willing to um if your church does have any other ministries love to hear some of the ones that you all have happening in your church my church has a supper club and i think they do community service okay sure. supper club and community services great and is the community services food is it also clothing um it seems like it's they send, a, they put, yeah. um, like, an insert in the bulletin of all the things that they need. Great, okay. Like certain area that they tend to go to. Okay, great. So, they put insert uh, bulletin. In their bulletins, they describe what their needs are. So, there's ways that people can contribute to help people. That's fantastic. Very good. Any other, of your churches, any other ministries? Maybe could be some of those same ones, or it might even be if there's different ones that you're a part of. In okay. the past, at one church, we were family life leaders. And okay. The church we're at now, we've had women's ministry, but I tried to combine some family life into the house. Excellent. Okay. Because we're actually on wheels. Fantastic. So, great. Thank you for sharing. So, those on, that are listening, uh, to the audio, um, I, there are men's ministries, there are women's ministries, there are family ministries. You said one more, I think. Okay. Thank you. Health ministries, of course. So these are other ministries where your church is trying to meet people right where they're at. And, and what these are all is connecting points to your church. I, I know evangelism series can be great, but so can divorce care, but so can marriage crisis intervention, but so can every one of these ministries that you just shared. It doesn't mean that we do those and see it as a failure if everyone doesn't join your church. Please please hear me on that. But it, it may be seed planting for people joining your church. The primary reason we're doing it is to try to love people the way Jesus loved them. And, and um, these are wonderful ways to do it. Secondary blessing and benefit can be that some of these people become involved in your church, right? And so, um, 
So I'm thankful for that. And I, and I, can, I can say that from, so I told you I've led divorce care. I think I did, if I didn't, for, for about 10 years. I did that for the longest time. Even though I've been a part of the Seventh-day Adventist Church for seven years, I'm kind of a loyal guy. And so what I mean by that is I had been on staff with that non-denominational church, and I just didn't feel great about leaving their... Um, I led divorce care that was linked to their church. They're the ones that was a sponsored church. I didn't feel good leaving until another leader was found. And so another leader was found. We were leading together. And then um, that person didn't want to lead by themselves. It was a female. So I was hoping that someone else. And then that person who, who needed, who actually needed to not lead anymore. So then it was just me again. And for me, it was finally the time of, okay, Lord, I think this is the time that I'm going to say to that church. Well, first of all, I asked the leadership of the Boyne City Seventh-day Adventist Church, would you be willing to become a sponsoring church so that we could actually have us be a host church for divorce care? They said yes. Then I went to that church and let them know, I'm going to lead one more group under y'all's umbrella, but then it's going to next fall. So I did that last spring, and then this last fall became the first one that our Boyne City Seventh-day Adventist Church hosted. And so why do I tell you all that? Well, in that course of 10 years that I led divorce care, at that church, uh, I'm not going to count every single person, but there is at least over a couple handfuls of people that are now involved in that church that were not involved before they went through divorce care, right? And so, doesn't mean it's going to be everybody, right? So maybe 10% of the people that go through it, and there might even be more that I don't know about because I'm not going to that church, right? So, but that's an encouragement for me so that it can be a tool that's, a, that's an outreach tool. And, uh, and actually, if I would think of the other, they have two sites. If I would think of both, it might be 15 to 20% that are now involved in the church that, that weren't before. Okay? Very good. So we just have three minutes left. I want to definitely close in prayer, but any other questions for today? Lot, a lot there, but basically you want to go to your leadership team, Explore this. There's really helpful on the website, um, the Divorce Care website, for example, one-minute, two-minute video. If your leadership is willing to, well, what is Divorce Care? Boom, they can watch it. See if they'd be willing to, if you want to sponsor it. Thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. Um, that would be what you want to get their permission first before you would go for it. Certainly, certainly, okay? And um, hopefully then they'll fund it. And you want to then pray about a, a leadership team, at least a couple of people, ideally. You can start with one, but it would be great if it's a male and a female. And then, um, yeah. And then, by the way, I didn't say this, but I'm casting this vision, and you're welcome to contact me, but part of what you're buying is these folks have divorce care, church initiative. They have ministry coaches. They'll walk you through every single step to get you, the ministry is based in North Carolina, and free, call them as many as you times as you want. I have this question, how can we do that? Boom, it's all resourced for, for you. So, um, but again, I'd be happy to be help, helpful as well, but they're really good at walking with you. They'll even pray with you and those things to help, help you. And they'll even check in with you from time to time. How's it going with your church? Yes. Yeah, so if your church chooses to do it, the leadership training that is on DVD happens to be from the previous materials, but it's still pertinent. Now the leader training stuff is all online. 
So once your church would become a sponsoring church, um, there's a total of two hours of videos, but now they've put them in smaller chunks, a three-minute video, five-minute video, four-minute video, where the older ones were like 10 minutes each, and only 30 minutes of leadership training. So they've expanded leadership training, and it's all online. Yep, for sure. Okay, let me pray. We can close this time, okay? So Lord, thank you so much for this time. Um, we are grateful that you are a God who loves us right where we're at. And I'm thankful for these friends who have a heart to bless others. Really, divorce and, and a marriage crisis intervention tool and a time that is so much like um, trauma. It's, it's like going to the ER in a version of that. Open heart surgery, if you will. And so I just pray that there might be other places within the Seventh-day Adventist Church where church leadership teams would say, yes, we would love to see this happen. And so, so we just pray for that in your timing. Pray for these friends. If they might have a heart for that, they'll just, um, by your Holy Spirit, will we'll seek your leadership and just help them, Lord, to be able to continue to follow you and give you the glory and uh, bless them, use them to be a blessing in whatever ministries they continue to be involved in. And um, we'll give you the glory. Pray these things in the name of Jesus and everybody said, Amen. Amen. To listen to more of these presentations, you may visit the audio archives at misda.org slash audio 22 or search for Michigan Conference Camp Meeting wherever you get your podcasts.